Hey everyone, this episode is another check-in episode, much like the one we did after Shelly went camping with her parents, called RV There Yet. In our conversation, we ended up talking about gun violence because one of us has a personal connection to one of the events that happened in the past few weeks. This episode was recorded before the tragic school shooting in Texas, so we do not discuss that event. For specific timestamps, go to this episode's webpage at everybodyshipsus.com. We understand if you're not able to listen to that section, we try to talk about it with care, and ultimately, it was important for us to talk about. Because what is dating if not investing your time, your energy, and your heart into a relationship with your favorite person? So let's do this. We're not dating at all. Oops, Shelly. Huh. I didn't prepare a Baroque fact. Should I get one? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course you do. We can't establish something as the new norm and then not do it the second time we we record. Ready for your Baroque fact? Always. The word Baroque comes from a similar word in Spanish, Portuguese, and French that means rough pearl. Oh, I thought the word Baroque came from the painter. (laughs) Baroque. Uh, If Baroque's first name was Pearl... Then yes. Oh my God, Pearl Baroque. Pearl Baroque, feminist icon. <laughs> Pearl Baroque. Um, yes, that's your Baroque fact of the day. I love it. I also love it. I can't wait to be a Baroque expert by the end of this. <laughs> what is the end of this? What even is the end? Life. <laughs> so, by the end of your life, uh-huh. you're going to be an expert in. Both the painter Baroque, yeah, Pearl Baroque, mm-hmm. and the time period, <laughs> yeah. And then that's something you can put on my tombstone expert in all things Baroque, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pearl and time period, <laughs> Pearl and time, yeah. Great, we did it. We did it. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, well, um, <laughs> you had COVID, <laughs> yeah. So, update I had COVID. Um, I finally don't sound sick anymore. Eh. <laughs> really? Do I sound sick? Well, just like drained kind of sick. Oh, like energy wise. Yeah. 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 But like the, my voice pitch mm. is back to relative normal. Yeah. See? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, there's less vocal fry. <laughs> less. It's not all gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's less. Well, you're doing this. I'm doing it. I'm here because the people need updates. Yes. This is going to be, fingers crossed, a short little baby episode. Um, We're just kind of doing a check-in because uh, so much has happened. So much. And also, Bonnie doesn't have a lot of time in her being out of bed range. (laughs) No, I don't. Plus, it is long overdue, but I'm finally going to take my mom out for Mother's Day. (laughs) Because like I said, I got COVID, so I couldn't do it on Mother's Day. Uh, So here we are. Here we are. She's arriving in uh, close to an hour, probably less. So um, let's get this update party going. Great. Where do we start? Oh God, I literally don't know. Where 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 did we leave off? Um, we were just about to go to Utah for the wedding. Okay, we did that. We did it. <laughs> Suck it. Everyone. Suck it, everyone. Um, we actually made it out alive. Uh, we went on a trip together. We flew. Yes. Cross state lines together. Over ocean. 
we, at some point. We did. Cause we, we did because we, we had to turn around. Yeah, we did like up to from here to San Francisco. Yep. And then San Francisco to Utah um, at <laughs> six in the morning, which means we got up at three in the morning. <laughs> that was cute. Really cute. Um, we were both pretty much in good spirits, though. I mean, we were tired. Yeah. But we weren't like grumpy. No. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, how did you feel traveling with me? How did it go for you? Oh, I think it went well. It wasn't the party that maybe it could have been, but that's because we were up at 3 (laughs) a.m. and then had this long layover at a weird time where it was like too early and kind of late. And so like it wasn't really breakfast time and it wasn't really like time for a nap. So it was like, it started off just like kind of gray. Yeah. Not like traveling with you was great, but just... It was like neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were just alive and on a plane. <laughs> yeah, but we it wasn't negative to start, no. which was great. Yes. I think the only negative thing was the loud man behind oh us on the first God. flight. He was so loud and he was talking to the woman next to him for such a long time. Literally from sitting down as we were boarding to leaving the plane. <laughs> he, had, he never took a breath. No, and he had no awareness or maybe care of the people around him. I I feel like it's a little combination of both. Like, I feel like he wasn't aware of how loud he was because he was a rapper, apparently, or managed rappers. Yeah, that's right. And so he was talking the entire time about that, about how he has like six different baby mamas, about like his gastric bypass surgery. Yeah, I remember that part. (laughs) Definitely. That one stuck in my mind. So many things. And then at the end, he's like, I guess, trying to show music of the artist he represents. So he was just full blast playing music on his phone. Yeah, from SoundCloud. (laughs) While we were all waiting to depart this plane. Unacceptable behavior, (laughs) honestly. And then he had the audacity to be like, oh, sorry if we uh, were (laughs) distracting to you on the flight. Ha ha. Uh You were and you should apologize. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to laugh uncomfortably (laughs) and not confirm anything. It's okay. Because like, what do you do? Be like, yeah, that was terrible. You can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe people that have no hard time taking up space would say it maybe or they would say it when it starts to become bothersome and they would just turn around and be like hey guys could you keep your voices down and try to watch property brothers <laughs> i find myself i'm not really a person that can speak up about things when they're like but like i recently at one of my updates is uh, i was supposed to have my doctor's appointment my first one in like over three years mm-hmm. i had scheduled it like four months ago And then the day of, I called to let them know that I was running a little bit late. And they're like, oh, we actually moved your appointment to July. And I was like, (laughs) oh. And they're like, and you're not with the doctor that you scheduled. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, And then I hung up and then I called my mom. And then she was like, call back, say that's unacceptable. And I was like, oh, I can do that. So (laughs) so then. Oh, I can stand up for myself. (laughs) Imagine. So I called back and I was like, why did this get moved? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, the doctor did it. And apparently they just never scheduled me with a doctor that I requested to be scheduled with, even though I did it through my insurance and chose her as my primary care physician. And they didn't even ask you. No, they didn't. I was like all mad on the phone with my mom. I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna call back and I'm going to yell at them. Blah, blah, blah. And then my, my yelling at them was, um, 
I'm sorry, this is just really frustrating. And I know this isn't your fault. Like you're absolutely just trying to do your job and tell me the information. And like, you didn't even do this. I just, I'm really hoping that there's some sort of thing that we can do to like figure this out because I need to see a doctor and I have all these, like I I need to refill my prescription for my inhaler and my anxiety medicine and my uh, thyroid medicine. So I'm just wondering if there's anything that we can do. That was my my raging Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at them. Wow, I'm scared. As you should be. Yeah, do you feel threatened? Because I was trying to threaten. Well, I would do anything you asked me if you <laughs> talked to me that way. <laughs> um, so that the person was like, okay, well, we can we can get you um, on the phone with a doctor today and then they might be able to reschedule or uh, refill your prescriptions. And I was like, great, let's do that. And they're like, great, 3 p.m. And I still have not received that phone call and that's been over a week. <laughs> oh my God, what? <laughs> I called at four because I was like, three has passed and they're like oh you're still there's only two people ahead of you sorry it's, they're, they're just running a little bit long but you'll definitely get a call today and I never did and I never followed up because it was already <laughs> too difficult for me to do all that <laughs> oh man anyway that's my <laughs> that's my um speaking up for something that <laughs> I was mad about so clearly we yeah. couldn't do that on the plane no either. we absolutely could not Fun fact, when we arrived in Utah, we didn't leave the airport right away and we saw Tracy Morgan. Oh yeah. In the most amazing way. <laughs> the most Tracy Morgan way possible. <laughs> Shall you want to describe what was happening? Yes, it was is beautiful. Honestly, the moment we landed in Utah, everything shifted for the, the trip. <laughs> everything started going great. Utah is g- cool. U- Utah slaps. <laughs> I like Utah. <laughs> Um, but we were sitting down trying to figure out our transportation, if we were going to Uber or what was going to happen. And all of a sudden music starts happening and it's like getting closer. And we look over and there's Tracy Morgan on the people mover, the moving sidewalk, just sit, just standing there enjoying the ride with his posse bumping music in a boom box. He was just playing like an AM radio station. <laughs> he was just staring at people. To see if they would turn and notice him. (laughs) (laughs) It was honestly incredible and so frustrating, like mentally, because I was like mad at the person that was doing that. I was like, (laughs) you have no awareness of the people in the airport. And then I saw that it was a celebrity and I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, oh my God, he's so quirky and cool. Tracy Morgan? He's doing performance art. (laughs) All of a sudden, it was fine. Yeah, no, stars are better than us and deserve better rights and stuff. That's right. That's right. So that was a fun fact. And then we figured out our transportation. We decided to get a rental car last minute. We went to the rental car place and we were supposed to get like the cheapest car they had available. It was like we're Baroque bitches. Baroque bitches, baby. But they didn't have that car. So they gave us like a Dodge Charger S something. I don't know. Like it was brand new. They had to put the license plates on it. So we had to wait for them to like (laughs) screw it in. Um, Brand new. I've never driven a muscle car before. And honestly, I love it. Honestly, you became somebody who would drive a muscle car. I was so excited. Other people in muscle cars were like smiling at me. (laughs) Like they were like, oh, you get it. And I was like, I do get it. Yeah. They were like, oh, nice. A Dodge Charger. Sick, bro. Yeah. You have also a car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also sick. Yeah. Sick to you. Brother. I 
mean, it was a great weekend. Yeah. But to run over some of the highlights, first of all, Jacob and Anatasha are so kind and so generous, and they really just wanted to celebrate um, their love with all of their favorite people. Mm-hmm. And so they planned like a whole weekend's worth of activities. Yeah. And it was so lovely. They coordinated all of us staying in an Airbnb together. We mentioned we were going to stay in the party house and we will talk about the party house. Party house for life. But bitch. they they all also like scheduled a bowling night so that we could all like get together the night before the wedding. And then the next day was their wedding. And then the following day we met for like a bonfire and um and a picnic. And it was just so sweet and so considerate that they just wanted to hang out with everybody um, that they love. And so they they really worked hard to make it such a special weekend. And it was. Yeah. And like, I mean, Jacob planned the entire party house down to like where everybody would be sleeping. They 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 did so much work for other people for their wedding. I know. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. They are incredible human beings. Um, Their wedding was gorgeous and uh we were sobbing the whole time because they just it was so evident that these are two humans that just should be married yeah it's like i'm i'm shocked that they haven't been married since the moment they met it's just it's like two puzzle pieces that make sense together they fit they lock it's just their vows (laughs) buddy puzzle oh my god i didn't ever realize uh that's their improv group name buddy puzzle I just love them so much. Yeah. Um, they started out their ceremony with a guided meditation, a loving kindness meditation. And then when we all collectively opened our eyes, mm. Jacob was standing there and Tasha was starting to walk down the aisle. And it just was so fucking beautiful. <laughs> Instant tears. <laughs> the entire time we were... <laughs> We spent so long, like, getting ready, looking nice, looking fierce, and it washed away so quickly. quickly. The thing that got me, I mean, and I I shouldn't have expected any less, is the, like, the base of their um, ceremony. It always came back to their friendship Mm -hmm. and how they were not only spending their life together or, like, promising to uh, spend their life together as a married couple, but as best friends for life. And like at every point in their vows, they, you know, in, in their, uh, I take the statements, they all had to do with being friends for the rest of their life. And I just can't. I'm crying right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually crying. I can't handle it. It's just like, it's what you want. It's what everybody wants. Oh God. I love them so much. And they, they deserved each other. Yeah. That, um, that was honestly it was so special mm-hmm. that, and being um, invited there and, and getting to see that and getting to celebrate with them was very, very special. And Jacob mm-hmm. and Natasha, we love you so much. So much. And then we got drunk. We got so drunk. <laughs> um, so th- we're going to, we're going to detour a little bit into the party house situation. Actually real quick before that, um, not only Jacob and Natasha, but so many different couples that weekend made me realize that maybe love actually exists. I know. Are you talking about Travis and Whitney? I'm talking about Travis and Whitney. I'm talking about Neil and Britannia. Uh. <laughs> I'm talking about Holly and Greg. oh, Craig, Greg, Greg. Yes. They yeah. at every point there was like a couple that I was like, oh, dip. Are you do you? You're actually in love? Oh, my God. Do you know what love is? And can you teach me? <laughs> I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. <laughs> um, 
All right, but enough love. Enough F- love. Fuck love. You know? <laughs> fuck love. Let's talk party house. Let's talk party house because it was wild. And we honestly can't go into all the details, but uh, we basically were living our MTV reality show dreams. Yeah, it was like, I know this is CBS, but Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Like, it was amazing. We, all of the nine people that were there were pretty much strangers. Yeah. Uh, except for you and I knew each other and Neil and Britannia are together. So they know each other. (laughs) Everybody else didn't know a single other human at that party house. And we were like one by one coming in and being like, hi, like I'm Shelly. I'm Bonnie. Oh, nice to meet you. How do you know the bride and groom? Uh Like just getting to know each other, kind of giving those like superficial things that you need to know on the first like meeting. Uh, And it was delightfully awkward at first. (laughs) Yeah. But then we immediately go from meeting everybody at the party house to the first event, which was the bowling event. Huge, like bowling alley, arcade. It was attached to a mall. So there was a food court and everybody that was coming to the wedding was gathering and socializing. And I can only speak to how I felt for that night because um, I was in my own world. So I actually haven't checked in with you on like how everything was going with that. But we had been up since 3 a.m. We immediately, (laughs) we we flew on two planes. We got a muscle car. We met so many human beings and we're going to stay in the house. So we were socializing and then went straight to an evening social event. So I was drained. I had only gotten an hour and a half of sleep the night before our flight. So it wasn't prime, Mm Shelly. And then I started having uh, panic attacks because I was surrounded by people that I didn't know who I should go talk to. It was loud. I was tired. Um, Very overstimulating too. And every time one would kind of die down, another one would kick back up. So I was struggling a little bit that night. And I also was worried about having you take care of me Mm. when you were um, like getting to socialize with people that you haven't seen in a while. And ultimately it turned out fine because Britannia decided to take me under her wing. Mm-hmm. And then I like I felt a little bit better having some place to be. So that turned out fine. But I have not checked in with you on how that went for you. So, that night? Yeah, that night. Um, it was good. I definitely like I uh, felt for you. There were parts that I felt a little overstimulated. I was trying my best to to even when I felt awkward and like I started to feel a little bit of social anxiety come on I was like Bonnie just uh go up to somebody and say hi and introduce yourself it doesn't matter if this conversation goes terribly because you can't control that I was like coaching myself the whole time and I definitely like when uh, I think at a certain point I wanted to go sit with you um for me also for you and then I couldn't necessarily read your energy if you were doing the thing like that you were like, I don't want to be a burden. I want you to go do something where that uh, you're never a burden to me. So I would want to stay. But I also didn't know if you were like saying that because you actually wanted space. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I would listen to what you were saying, even if you were just trying to uh, push me away, but not really meaning that. Um, So I was like, if she really wants me, she will say that. So I uh, left to go somewhere else. Um, and meet more people. 
I met some people who listen to the podcast, which was so much fun because I had never met them before, but they got introduced to our podcast because we had Jacob and Natasha on and then they just kept listening. So it was really nice to talk to her and um, to talk to somebody who knows me so well because we're so (laughs) honest on this podcast and then be like, but I want it. I want this to be equal playing field. Tell me about you, please. (laughs) Which was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it it was a it was a good night, but it it was it was a lot. I wanted to go home before we went home. Yeah, uh, and with the moment, I think you're talking about. I really didn't know what I wanted at that moment because there were so many true things happening at once. Of yeah. like, I want to try and push myself. I, I don't want to be here. I do want to be here. I can't leave because we drove people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and so. I didn't know what I needed. So that was the right choice. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> um, it was ultimately a pretty fun night. And then we go back to the the uh, Airbnb party house. Uh, and you, me, and Steph were like getting ready for bed because we were tired. And everybody else came back and was ready to keep raging. Because one of the people came to the party house with a case of beer and a handle of vodka and was like, we're doing shots. And everybody else in the house was like, Fuck yeah, we're doing shots. <laughs> Tall Ryan. Tall Ryan is how we're There were two Ryans. Him. His name was Tall Ryan because he was very tall. Yeah, the other Ryan was not short. The other Ryan was taller than us by a good amount, but he was not taller than Tall Ryan. Right. So Tall Ryan, Tall is Ryan taller. was like 6'8", like yeah. something ridiculous. <laughs> so it quickly became obvious that the party house that was just the name of like the house where a lot of people were saying it was becoming the party house. Yeah. So then I went to bed. <laughs> I I was like, bye, I'm so tired. I went to bed and slept for eight hours. I couldn't sleep as soon as I laid down after only getting an hour and a half of sleep before our 3 a.m. wake up, then doing the whole uh, day. And then I was like, I'm going to go to bed. No, I'm not. My brain's awake. Let me see if anyone has something that can help me go to sleep. Oh, now I'm staying up talking until 3 a.m. the next night. <laughs> And then the next day was wedding day. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. But then we had the after party, which was another long night. What happens at the after party stays at the after party. But just imagine a bunch of drunk 30-year-olds, kind of, and Shelly, playing Never Have I Ever, Mm -hmm. and then Truth or Dare. Mm -hmm. And these are improv people. Mm -hmm. So we get creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, things got, things got weird. I will give you some bullet points of what happened. Um, two people got mostly naked, uh, except for toilet paper. Uh, one person rode a small, uh, metal horse. There were... While shotgunning a beer. (laughs) There were togas. There was kissing. There was lamps. There, (laughs) there were rose petals everywhere. Cake happened. There were the bride and groom at our after party in matching track suits. <laughs> Killing the game. Killing the game. There was a kitchen fort. <laughs> that happened after I went to bed. <laughs> there was conflict. There was resolution. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. was just merriment to be had by General all. General merriment. Uh, and uh, that was an iconic night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll go down in one of the top 10 parties of my life. Yep. And then the next day, after raging, at least for me, until 4 a.m. that night, 
we were going to the bonfire. I feel like the story is going on for a really long time. We're almost done. The weekend's almost done. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, And really not much happened to the bonfire except for that we all hung out again uh, and it was so much fun. And one of the house people uh, cast us all in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Um, That was fun. That was fun. And then later that night they did, they rented out a movie theater. Uh, It was where we could all watch the (laughs) Nicolas Cage movie. (laughs) And then that was the last night that we had at the party house and we were all at the movie theater and you and me and Steph were once again exhausted Mm -hmm. and we're ready to leave. And we thought that maybe this was like where we were going to leave everybody because most people had early morning flights. Uh, But then it kind of became the general consensus of everybody in the party house that they wanted to go back to the house and have one last night together. Mm -hmm. So that was really lovely. And then so that's what we did. We just went home, had a chill night, watched... Young Frankenstein and everybody just one by one went to bed whenever they were ready and said goodnight. I went first. <laughs> I went last. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> and and that was that was the party house. And the next day you and I and Steph just toured Utah for a little bit and then mm. flew home. Yeah. That was lovely. It's a really special weekend. Um, I had so a blast. Thank you, Anatasha and Jacob, for inviting us. And also, it was really lovely that they invited us separately and not like Bonnie and Shelly. Yeah. Because like, I feel like I since I know them through you, I'm not like, I'm not as much of their friend as you are. So mm-hmm. it was really nice getting my own invitation. I know. And that was nice for me too, because I felt like I didn't have to say yes to going. Like if, if God forbid I had something else to do, that you could still go. Yeah. And you could still like feel invited and feel like you, you, they wanted you there because they did and they sent you a separate invite. So that was really sweet. It was, it was wonderful. So thank you for that. And then we got home and Bonnie got COVID. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Um, yeah, I got COVID, uh, from the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at this point, it's like, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted, I tried not to get it, you know, but Mm -hmm. you're going to a wedding, you just know that it's a possibility. And it came true for me. um, And it was not fun. And I'm still recovering. And it's been like 14, 15 days. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, um, it was really, really isolating. And for the first couple of days, I mean, I felt miserable, but it was also kind of nice to just be by myself. Mm -hmm. And then um, something really horrible and tragic happened and I really wanted connection and I couldn't have that. Um, And I really, really needed to see my mom and I couldn't see her. Mm. Um, And that was really, really hard. I don't know how much I don't know how much I can talk about it. I'd I don't want to hide it. Yeah. It's something I'm going through. Um but I don't want this to be about this either. I'm still learning to take up space with my feelings, Shelly. It's just you and me here. Take up space. Um we're going to need to do a content warning on this. Okay, probably. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Emotions are fine. It's fine. Um, two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago? Um, 
May 15th, it was a Sunday, uh, a shooter came in and um, attacked the congregation, um, Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church that shares the campus with um, the church that I used to work at and the church that my mom works at. Um, It's my home church. It's the church I was raised in. It's a life-altering thing. It's horrible. Someone died. Five people were um, critically injured. And when I heard about it, it was like 15 minutes after it happened. Wow. Yeah, because... Charles um, has an alert, a Google alert for that area. And so he uh, got an alert that a shooting had occurred at a church on this block. But where that church is, there's like six churches on that block. So it could have been any one of those six churches at that point. And so he called me immediately and was like, are you okay? Um, Is your mom okay? I don't know where this happened, but it happened. And I was like, oh my God, I I don't know. Um, Let me call her. Um, and I called her and she didn't pick up. I called her again and she didn't pick up. And I called her again and she didn't pick up. And then I texted her and she didn't respond. And then I called her again and she didn't pick up. Um, and then because she wasn't picking up, I frantically was going online to see if I could just find the name of the church because if it's not Geneva, then it's, I don't have to worry about the fact that my mom's not picking up. Um, And I couldn't find the name of the church. So I didn't know if my mom was alive. And then she called me back. (laughs) She didn't even know anything had happened. She was like, I'm sorry, I didn't get your call. I was... washing dishes or gardening or whatever the fuck she was doing. (laughs) Um, And I'm like working, I had worked myself up into a panic. I Let's not phrase it like that. I was panicking and I was, and I was like, but you're okay. And she was like, yeah, what are, what's happening? And I told her and she was like, I haven't heard anything yet. And then she was like, oh, I'm getting a text message. Hang on. And it was one of the people that work at the church saying, hey, does anybody know why there are cops on the campus? Mm. And then we knew that it was Geneva. And um, the shooting happened in the room that I used to lead worship in. I know that room so well. I have been in that room thousands and thousands of times since I was learning to walk. Um, So there's a lot of emotions that I'm feeling and that I have been feeling about that. Um, My therapist recognizes the trauma that I experienced from not knowing if my mom was alive. And she also recognizes that because I know this congregation I'm I have been with them there's there if I was still working there there was a chance that I would have been there just because they've invited me to luncheons before I've gone um that there's and because I can picture it happening because I know that room that there's like secondary traumatic stress happening 
to. Um, I should say that it was a hate crime. I should say that it was a hate crime against a Taiwanese church. Um, and so it's a lot, man. Yeah. And I had to find this out when I couldn't be hugged. I couldn't be. We had to be separate. We had to go outside to sit together. Yeah, that was difficult. So I just felt so alone. And I couldn't even, like, drive to my mom. I couldn't drive to the church. I couldn't do anything. I was just sitting in my room feeling so awful. And... I still feel helpless because even now I can go places. I don't know where to go. <laughs> but I've seen my mom since then. I've seen her a lot. I've talked to her a lot. And oh my God, my my brain. I need to also say that she had been there an hour before. That's part of it. Is that I she didn't had know been that. yeah, she had been there an hour before. Her office is right next to the room. The choir room, she's the choir director, shares a wall with the room where the shooting happened and bullets went through the drywall into the choir room. And her office is in the choir. So I could have lost her. And there's a family that lost their dad and... It's so much. It's just so much. I'm still processing. Um, it just feels really raw because it happened like, what, oh, two weeks, a week and a half ago? It's just so fucking awful. Yeah. I don't know what to do with all of these feelings you know <laughs> even sitting here right now looking at you I want to apologize <laughs> for feeling so much because I know you don't know how to help because I don't know and right I'm still trying to control it <laughs> like I'm still yeah. trying to make you feel okay <laughs> don't worry about me I know right <laughs> What the fuck is that? What is that mechanism in me that wants to take care of other people when I am traumatized, when when people I love have been hurt in such a horrible way? What is this mechanism that I just want other people to be okay with hearing what I am feeling? Uh, I'm going to say it's the learned behavior from past traumas. <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is real cute, real fun. Real fun. Um, and I mean, at least you're able to recognize it as it's happening. That's progress, baby. <laughs> That's therapy, baby. <laughs> I'm not acting different, but... No, but you can recognize it. self-awareness. Yeah. But I I mean, we've talked about this. We, uh, I... Um, was there with you on the day uh, we had to be separated and unfortunately I was high at the time <laughs> so I extra couldn't be there for you yeah um 
And that is nobody's fault. Yeah. But it definitely also like further isolated me because I and you were trying so hard. And I, so I it just sucked. Right. Yeah. The timing of that. Just it sucked. was terrible. Um, and then um, we talked about it again a little bit later. Um, and like between that time, I also I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. Uh, if I should check on you, I didn't. Yeah. So we've, we, but we've talked about it a couple of times and it, it just, I mean, one doesn't get easier to hear. I'm sure it doesn't feel easier to talk about. Not really. Um, not yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, it, it's just still unbelievable. Right. It doesn't feel real at all um and I know it is and I know that it is you know something that happens often and I think you said this when we were talking about it like you we know this Mm -hmm. we live in America we we know that shootings happen basically every day Mm -hmm. um and so it's like always been a possibility right but the fact that it happened um and you know, so close to home, at home for you, mm-hmm. um, is is it just? It still doesn't feel real. No, at a at a church where the median age is like sixty, sixty five. Mm-hmm. You don't imagine like a a retire. It literally borders a retirement community. I don't. I don't picture it happening there. Yeah. When I picture it happening, I picture it in public spaces and um, spaces that are not this quiet, slow place. Um, But it was a hate crime and the person who committed it drove from Las Vegas all the way to Southern California to target this congregation I don't know why. Maybe he looked them up online because it was a Chinese man making a political statement about um, Chinese and Taiwanese relationships and like the independence of Taiwan, um, anti the independence of Taiwan. I don't know enough about that situation. Um, This makes me want to know about it because these Taiwanese siblings of ours are hurting because of the person who did this horrible thing. And I want to know how to support them. And I feel like an asshole because I don't know any of that. I don't know enough about that. And I'm frustrated also that it like, I mean, it made national news for two days and then it went away. And that feels, that makes me angry because I think it went away because the the people that were attacked saved themselves from further harm by um, Dr. John Cheng, the, the doctor that died. He rushed the attacker. He had had active shooter training and knew that this is what you do. This is what I've trained to do. This is what I train other people to do. He's He trained other people in active shooter training. And he rushed him uh, 
sacrificed himself to give other people time to also then with using their military knowledge to uh, hogtie him and, and overtake him and uh, neutralize him until help could arrive. But if they hadn't done that, there were like 40 people in that room. The shooter didn't just have bullets. He didn't just have things. He had like Molotov cocktails. He had bags and bags of ammunition that he stored on the stage that I used to sing on. So this would have been more important nationally had they not been so brave. But that bravery to me means that we should be talking about that more. Yeah. Right? Yes. So that feels unfair. Yeah. And because this is America, um, it also was replaced in the news by another shooting that happened um, that immediately got more attention. Mm -hmm. um, more people were talking about it uh, and saying that something needs to be done and, and calling for change mm -hmm. about this other shooting, mm -hmm. um, completely ignoring the, the one that happened before. Well, actually, the, the Buffalo shooting happened before. It was like the oh, day before it? or something. Oh, wow. I heard about it after, strangely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it happened the day before. Yeah. And again, awful. Yeah. Horrible thing that happened. It was a white supremacist who did it and he targeted mm -hmm. black people. It's something that we need, we always need to be looking at that. But that fits better into an American narrative too. And that's why nationally that has persisted for us to look at that longer than this other hate crime that occurred. And I just, it, the timing of it just didn't allow for like two horrible things to be treated equally in the media. And I get that. I think we all understand that, but it just fucking sucks. Yeah. And I, and I know because I've been talking to people um, of Asian descent about this. I don't want to like say who they are because I don't, I don't know if they want that, you know, mm -hmm. but, but there, there is again, like that feeling of mm, the hate crimes against us are not being um, cared about enough. Yeah. We don't, we don't look at that really. And like, we need to be, So I didn't even, ugh. it's just a lot, right? Like there's yeah. so much to feel about this yeah. and I feel like I'm storing it all in my body. You don't know how to help because I don't know how to help. I don't know what I need. You don't know what I need because I'm not communicating that. Um, Cause I don't know. And nobody knows because we should never have to know because this should never have happened. So I've been really raw about mm -hmm. this and I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for like what to do or what to say or what I need or I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like we're going to know on this one. This is one of those things that, you know, when something bad happens, um, you know, even when you don't know what to say, you can always say, well, I'm, I'm sorry. 
but that doesn't even that doesn't even work here. I know. It's 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 there's really just nothing to say. I don't but there but so much needs to be said, but yeah. um so I I love you. That's all I can say to you. I love you too. <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much. This is making for a terrible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sitting here crying. Um, we did, we, um, we, at a certain point when, when we did, when we were able to talk about this and like sit and, um, apologize to each other about not being able to communicate Mm -hmm. about what we needed and what, how we could help. Um, first of all, that made me feel really, really good to know that you had been thinking about me over those couple of days that we weren't we were you know <laughs> I was isolated and you didn't know what to do and all of those things it just made me feel um it just made me feel good to know even that you didn't know what to do um because that meant you had been thinking about me and yeah so that meant a lot to me and then we decided that um we were both masked and we decided to hold our breaths <laughs> And hug each other. And that was the first hug that I had had in a very long time. <laughs> and I didn't, first of all, I desperately needed it. And I have also never felt so much of a hug before because I hadn't had it. And then I just, I had it. It felt just really warm and important. Is that your mom? That's my mom. <laughs> she just knocked on the door. <laughs> Let me go get it. <laughs> My mom's here. So Eileen is in the house. I gotta go. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna say hi? Do you care? Do you so not want to say hi? Um, I have no fans. You, <laughs> yeah, you she have has no, no fans. fans. You wanna just like say hi in the mic really quick and then we're gonna get out of here so that we can go. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here in the living room. (laughs) We're happy to have you in the living room. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) Um, I love you. I love you. Thank you for this. This meant a lot to me. Yes, it meant a lot to me, too. And um, I mean, this was a check-in kind of for the audience, but um, because we've been together through all of this, mm-hmm. even if we had to be a part for part of it. Um, but it it's still, it, it's just as wonderful being able to sit and talk about mm-hmm. something that we, we both knew happened. We mm-hmm. both talked about happening, but I think also after we talked about it, I went back to not knowing what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about it again, um, I don't know, felt good. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Thanks for coming to living in. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. We're not dating at all. Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. 
This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.